today on Anchored in the Word. This particular chapter right here says more about heaven, I think, than anywhere else. This place that we call heaven. And there's a lot of people, by the way, that believe in heaven. You can go around and ask people, um, and they have different concepts of heaven. And I guess one of the main things you hear a lot is, you know, how you get there. And there's misconceptions on how does one get to go to heaven. If there is such a place, how do you get to go there? This is Anchored in the Word, the radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Coastlands in Eatontown, New Jersey, with our pastor and teacher, Bill Beckelman. The Apostle John recorded the account of heaven in a magnificent scene in the book of Revelation. Pastor Bill will share with us the details of that glorious throne room and how the Lord has placed in each of our hearts the capacity to believe in such a place. One day we will join the host of heaven in worship, face to face with Jesus. At the close of Pastor Bill's message, I'll be sharing with you how you can get a copy of today's broadcast of Anchored in the Word. Subscribe to the podcast or simply get in touch with us. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of Revelation chapter 4 with today's study. Would you open your Bibles with me to Revelation chapter 4? After these things I looked, and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, in appearance like an emerald, Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. The third living creature had a a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. 
Out of all the Bible, this particular chapter right here says more about heaven, I think, than anywhere else. This place that we call heaven. And there's a lot of people, by the way, that believe in heaven. You can go around and ask people, um, and they have different concepts of heaven. And I guess one of the main things you hear a lot is, you know, how you get there. And there's misconceptions on how does one get to go to heaven? If there is such a place, how do you get to go there? And by the way, if you do are one of the ones that go there, what's going on there? Is it happening right now or is it just, you know, start when I get there? Isn't that what we think? The party doesn't start till we get there, right? But it's already happening. It's in the presence of Almighty God. And there are a couple different places in the Bible that talk about heaven. And in each instance, there was a human, like you or me, that actually visited there. Oh, I know there's a lot of books that have been written of late, recently, and in times past, about heaven. And many of them, a couple have been bestsellers, apparently. Um, I think one of them was a fraud. The, the kid actually just admitted not too long ago, a, a young guy, really, he lied about it. This whole, you know, all the books that they sold, it was actually a lie. And um, praise God that, you know, it was actually a witness to God because that the kid was convicted by lying about heaven. And he actually came forth, and I believe he's a Christian now. I think that's what the story, how the story goes. So there's hope for everyone. Heaven is a real place. A lot of people... You know, the Bible says this about man, that he's planted eternity in our hearts. So everyone has the capacity, the capacity to believe that there is such a place. And that's why so many people, whether they're following God or not, believe that. And if you ask them, well, heaven and hell, which one would you want to go to? Automatically, I've never known anybody say, well, I'd rather go to hell out of those two places, even not knowing what one or the other would be like. A lot is talked about heaven. But... When we get to chapter 4 of Revelation, starting a new division in the book of Revelation, the Apostle John was actually taken up to heaven. And this is an amazing chapter in the Bible. One of the things that, at least as I've been looking at this thing, um, and it's not the Bible that falls short, it's our understanding that falls short, and that though this is probably the most descriptive of any place in the Bible, I still read this and I'm like, well, what does that mean? What, 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 you know, I'm not sure about it. I don't understand it all. And I think the scriptures are just giving us as much as it can. It's like you know, trying to describe uh, you know, uh, you know, the higher, you know, higher mathematics to an, to an infant. I mean, you know, they, don't, they don't have the capacity at the, that point in their life to do that, to understand it. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's in there somewhere. It's in their DNA, if they're going to be math people. Let's put it that way. Assuming that the infant could be a math person. But to sit there and try and explain the most... Difficult mathematics to an infant, you could see it's like, you know, that's the reason that we have age-specific children's church. You know, so you get the idea. But that's the way that is with us, our understanding that we have right now. Because heaven is such a wonderful place, and there's, there are things that are going to be going on there that we're not experiencing in this life. It's the way life was, was meant to be, the original creation, the way it was meant to be. And that means living life in the presence of Almighty God. Sin has separated us from that, but God's made a way to, to reunite us. So he's, he's giving us a look at, a snapshot of, of what it's going to be like in heaven to the best that a man could describe it. I think John did a great job. He was inspired of, of the Lord, though, so he used good words to try and describe something. You know, some of the things, the way that he puts it is like, well, I'm not sure if we were trying to 
to, to make a, a model of what he's describing, it would be really hard for me to do it at least. But we'll do the best that we can, and the hope is, is that the Lord will impart it as we prayed through the Spirit of God, through His Spirit to us. But starts off by saying in verse 1, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. A door standing open in heaven. Now what's happening in chapter 4? There's a new division in the, in, in the book of Revelation. If you go back to chapter 1, verse 19, remember, it was told to John, there on the island of Patmos, write these things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. That three divisions. Write the things that you've seen. Chapter 1, Jesus Christ, the resurrected Christ, in his glory, in his glorified body. You've seen him. Write that down, John. And then he says, and the things which are. He's talking about the seven churches, the seven letters to the seven churches in chapters 2 and 3. We just finished those last week. The things which are. In John's time, the churches existed. You were to write letters to these seven churches, the things which are. And that, of course, would be the church age, you could say. And now it says in verse 19, it says, and the things which will take place after this. The things that will take place after this, or after these things, that word, that word that's used in John, I mean, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter 4. Go back to Revelation chapter 4. After these things I looked, and behold, a door was standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me. Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this, or after these things. That word is meta, tauta, and it means the things that will take place after these things. And so now we've seen chapter 1, the things which he'd seen, chapters 2 and 3, the things which were, and now we're going to see the things that are going to take place in the future, the things that will take place after these things. Now some believe, and I'm of this camp, by the way, that what we see here in chapter 4 is what happens as a result of the rapture. In other words, John is, is a type of, you could say, is taken up to heaven as the church will be taken up to heaven. They're going to go up there, and this is what's going to be happening when, we, when, we, when we're there. That's what John's experiencing. Not everybody believes that necessarily, but we do, we can all come to an agreement that this is what the throne looks like. As much as we can understand, this is what's happening where God is, where God the Father is, and, and God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So, Things are yet future. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. A lot of doors talked about in the book of Revelation. Remember what he said to Philadelphia? I've given you an open door, an open door of ministry. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, right? Another door. But now there's a door open in heaven. And this is the thing that we need to know about heaven. The first thing that we see about heaven is there's an open door to heaven. It's open to everyone. The Bible says this. The God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. They'd go through that door is what he's talking about. They'd go through that door. They would walk through that door. Jesus said that I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Now there is a door to heaven. Aren't you glad about that? But there's only one. There's only one door to heaven. Now, people can gripe about that if they want to. They can say, well, that doesn't seem fair to me. It seems pretty narrow-minded. Only one entrance to heaven. I'm just glad there is an entrance. And I'm just so glad that he's made a way for us to go through. 
He gave us the invitation to come and he made a way for us. God has done it all for us. We, we must then make the choice to believe him. So John's standing there on the island of Patmos, and he sees a door standing open to heaven. And boy, and then he hears a voice. So he sees the open door, and he hears the, he says, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me. Now, of course, when you look at Thessalonians, when the rapture happens, talking about the sound of a trump, you know, waiting for that sound of the trumpet, a lot of the things with this trumpet, you know, the things with God, on God's timetable, there's trumpets involved that he uses to usher in other, other times and, and things like this. And so he hears the sound of a trumpet, but it's the, actually the trumpet sound is actually speaking to him. Now we know this is Jesus speaking. It was like, he says, I heard what was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this or after these things. Boy, that would be a great invitation. Heaven, you see an open door and you, get, you hear a voice, come on up here. So that's really the invitation that the whole world has. The invitation to come to heaven. To come to heaven. I know a lot of people don't, some people don't believe in it. Some people believe that when you, when you cease to exist, you just kind of go on the ground and that's it. There's no more of you. And, um, and if that's true, then, then what we believed in is a lie. There is no heaven. But it's not true according to what the word says. And those people are going to be frightfully surprised when they find out that that's not true, if they continue to believe that. Can you imagine standing before Almighty God when you thought that was the end and it was only the beginning? Because eternity is a long time. The Bible says this, it's appointed once for a man to die and then the judgment. Something we can't escape. Yes, you have to die to go to heaven or you have to be caught up in the rapture, one of those two things. So we'll have that in common, I guess, with the people in heaven. But John now looks up and he says, I'm going to, sh-, he says, I'm going to show you some things that are going to take place after these things. And, and after these things, directly after the seven letters to the churches, and it seems that it could be the next thing that happens on God's timetable after the trumpet that the, that the church is going to be taken up into heaven. We know that. We believe that. We'll talk about that as we go through the book of Revelation. John says in chapter 4, verse 2, Immediately I was in the Spirit. In the Spirit. Listen, when, we, when you go to heaven, flesh and blood doesn't go to heaven. You go to heaven in the, in the Spirit. In, in other words, we'll have bodies, not these bodies that we have today, but we'll have different bodies, and they will be what a person, how you express yourself and how you, how you exist within a body in heaven. It's going to be different than the one that we have. It'll be a spiritual body somehow, although there'll be some physical to it. It's hard to describe. There are some things that we really don't know everything about, but we know that flesh and blood, these fallen bodies, will not inherit heaven. So John says, I was immediately, by the twinkling of an eye, this is quick. It's going to happen quick. It's going to happen really fast when it happens. Some people say, well, where is this coming? It's been 2,000 years since it's coming. Are you sure he's coming? Well, the reason it says that he's waiting is because he wants people to get saved. In other words, he's, he's being long-suffering. But when it happens, when the time comes, it's going to happen quickly. No man knows the day or the hour. But one of the things that he says to his people, Matthew 24 and, and places, he talks about this idea that my people... My sheep hear my voice. My people will know. They won't know the day or the hour, but the season. 
you'll be able to see the stage set. You'll know that things are happening. Okay, it seems like Jesus talked about, as in the days of Noah, so will be, so will be the, the coming of the Son of Man. You know, people were eating and drinking and giving in marriage. And by the way, um, in the days of Noah, things were really, really wicked. You know that, right? Really, really wicked. Unsurpassed the wickedness that happened in, in Noah's day. The question is, how far will he let us go as a, as a world before he comes back to judge? We don't know. But we, what we do know is we see wickedness waxing worse and worse. We see when the Lord told us that not just that there would be a, a, a more wickedness, but then he said, he said that good will be perceived as evil and evil will be perceived as good. Whoa, we're seeing some of that too. We're starting to see a lot of that. We're seeing that. If you want to hold on to righteousness, through time, you were, you were welcomed. Oh, he's a good person. He, you know, okay. But now it's like, you know, no, we want you to be wicked like us. Because this idea, so we're seeing a change. We're seeing, we're seeing it get deeper and deeper in the muck and mire. Watch out. Be ready. Keep looking up. So immediately I, I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven. A throne, a seat set in heaven. The first thing we see, the most important thing. What makes heaven such a, a wonderful place is that God Almighty is there. And he's sitting down. There's a throne there for him. You, you know, we know what a throne is on the, an earthly throne, right? You know, kings, we, you know, have sat on the throne before. I'm, I mean, even you think, I think of judges. They have these big chairs that they sit in. You think of the Supreme Court. They got these big chairs. That's their thrones, right? They sit up above everybody, and that's kind of like elevated position. And because they're the important people in the room, you know, they can make decisions or whatever, and, and, um, or they're ruling the kingdom, and so they're in this particular place. But in heaven, there's only one. Everybody recognizes there's no, there's no wondering about who's in charge in heaven. There's no wondering about the one that created all things. It's, it's, a, it's a done deal in heaven. Everybody that's there, that's a participant there, understands that when they get there. And they know that. There's no mistake. There's no mistakes being made there at all. So there's a throne set in heaven. And then there was one who sat on the throne. The triune God sat on the throne. Now, he's going to try and describe what the Lord God, and who God is spirit, what God the Father looks like. I mean, how do you describe, you know, no man's ever seen him live, but how do you describe him, what he looks like? Here's what he says. He who sat there, verse 3, was like a jasper and a sardius stone. Now, near as I can figure out, a jasper would be likened to a diamond, okay, in its purest sense, okay? Think about what you look at when you look at the best the biggest, the best diamond you could ever see, just kind of like the thought or the, what, what you look like, the, 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 what the diamond would look like. He says he said there was like a jasper and a sardius stone, which I've been told is just, has a real red hue to it, just really red. And so he's, he's, he's liking it to these two, likening what he's looking at is the two stones. And a sardius stone, a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne. Lo and behold, who doesn't like rainbows? Think about that. In, in the book of Genesis, God gave a rainbow to man. Remember, the world was judged, right, in the, in the days of Noah. And then God put a rainbow after Noah landed and everything. He put it up in the sky to let the people know that there would no longer be a judgment with a flood, with rain. 
specific. He wasn't saying there'd never be another judgment. He was saying there will never, the world will never be judged by a flood again. And so he gave the rainbow. And aren't rainbows beautiful? You know, anybody ever been to Hawaii? They get rainbows over there. There was a pastor speaking at the pastor's conference, and, you know, Bud Stonebreaker, his dad started the church over there in the 60s, and, and everybody, you know, gives him a hard time because he's ministering, you know, in Hawaii, you know, surfing, and, and you know, and, and so guys, Calvary Chapel pastors always do that with guys from Hawaii, so they're probably sick of it, but anyway, they still get it. And he says, yeah, the guys always come up to me and tell me, say this, and I say, look, I was born there. He was. He was born, and I was born in Hawaii. I've been there my whole life, so, you know, I, not like I went there on my own, I was born there. And then he goes into saying, yeah, and by the way, I just want to tell you, on the other day, I almost got in a car wreck. I almost hit a rainbow. I had to swerve to miss it. And it's kind of like a little jab, you know, like there are no rainbows like in Hawaii. And he's right. When I remember seeing one there, it was almost like, my way of looking at that thing was like, it was almost like it was making noise because it looked so alive. It was like electric or something, you know, but they're beautiful over there. But this rainbow on the throne, which is kind of interesting, it says, there was a rainbow around the throne. Now, I don't know what you think of when you think of that, but my first thought was, well, maybe there's like a wall or something behind. There's a rainbow behind it, sort of like you see a rainbow from horizon to horizon. But think all the way around the 360. You know, a rainbow, that's what it is. It, it, so is it above it, you know, like in the midst of it, you know, but it's, it's, it's rainbow in appearance. But then this kind of throws us a little bit like an emerald. In an appearance like an emerald. Well, emeralds are green, good. It's a sharp group here. No, it's good. Well, we know that much, right? Emeralds have always been green as far as I know. So this, this rainbow has an appearance of an emerald. And you're thinking, okay, you're losing me a little bit there because now you've thrown this rainbow that's all green, okay? And I, some of you are thinking, you know, some of you uh, Irish people are thinking that kind of stuff, but the green thing. But green in appearance like an emerald, okay? And then around the throne, verse 4, were 24 thrones, so there's other thrones that around the throne. In my mind, automatically, I think, well, not the throne. They're, they're kind of submitted, you know, they're, they're like a, a smaller throne, you would think, right? And it says, around the thrones were 24 thrones, around the throne. And on the thrones, I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And that's the heavenly scene. You've got a throne there, and there's 24 elders. They're clothed in white. Now, what we believe there, the question is, who are these people? And why, you know, why are they sitting on thrones and there's 24 of them? Uh, there's only 24 people in heaven? Is that, you know, we believe that they are representatives of the church. Now, you get to chapter 5, and then it talks about ten thousands of thousands of other saints being there. But I do believe that they are the saints. Thanks so much for joining us here on Anchored in the Word. It's such a blessing to bring you this sound Bible teaching every day. It's our prayer that Anchored in the Word is being used by God to further the growth and discipleship you're already experiencing at your church. Perhaps you're listening today and you don't have a home church. The messages you hear from Pastor Bill here on Anchored in the Word are produced from worship services at Calvary Chapel Coastlands. So, if today's message has blessed you and you don't have a home church, please join us for worship. For more information, log on to anchoredintheword.com and follow the link to the church website. We encourage you to join us next time as Pastor Bill continues teaching verse by verse through the book of Revelation. 
To learn more about Anchored in the Word, Pastor Bill, or Calvary Chapel Coastlands, log on to www.anchoredintheword.com. There you'll find helpful tools that you can use as you study God's Word. Again, our web address is anchoredintheword.com. Social media is such a big part of our lives these days. We encourage you to visit our Facebook page and become our Facebook friend. Log on to anchoredintheword.com and follow the link to our Facebook page. Or you can always give us a call. Our phone number here at Anchored in the Word is 732-544-2225. That's 732-544-2225. And don't forget to place a marker in your Bibles and join us again as Pastor Bill continues teaching through the book of Revelation. Revelation. 